Like, I don't like a lot of the sort of rhetoric and the toxic positivity in the New Age movement that I sort of come from. Uh, because I, I don't think that's realistic and I don't think it's honest. I think it's very fake. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Owen Hunt a little bit later. Uh, actually, pretty quick. This is not a Grand America episode per se. It's from the Outlawed show, Grammarica Outlawed, GrammaricaOutlawed.ca. This is uh, the free portion of the show we did with Owen Hunt. So if you're already subscribed to Outlawed, you've probably heard it already. But if you're not subscribed to our Outlawed feed, you haven't heard it. And this is, I think, the first show we've actually done on Outlawed that we don't think will get kicked off of YouTube or taken down anywhere. It ended up being... Uh, Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, a little less controversial. A little less controversial. Probably the least controversial F we've done in Outlawed so far. And one of your favorites. One of my favorite all-time interviews. So wow. we, we figured we'd bring it on here and share it with you guys and let you listen to it, the free part of it anyway. If yeah. you guys want to go check out that Outlawed feed, there's a bunch of stuff in there if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, and we're, we're actually chatting with David Ike in a couple days. And we're chatting with Gareth Ike this week, and neither of those are going to be able to really be released in this feed because they're just going to get us kicked off YouTube again or striked here or striked there. I mean, expected that the both of them are going to be super COVID heavy. So just a heads up, if you want to hear the Ike interviews coming up this week, head over to GrandAmericaOutlawed.ca, sign up for the free show at least. If you decide you want to sign up for Plus 2, that's fantastic, but uh, go get to sign up for that free show. Check it out. And uh, what else you got? Well, this is a fun one because we talk about uh, outwitting the devil uh, and how he brings levity to depth. And we, that's the Napoleon Hill book. And we talk about reality transurfing and co-creation and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. And the same, this same free uh, episode, the first half, the first hour is on Rockfin on video as well. Is it still available there? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think there's like 15 people from that, uh, from the original release that are reading that book right now. Wow, really? Yeah. Seen like at least four or five people in the chat. Oh, it's definitely on my list. I mean, when when you watch Owen Hunt's video series on this, breaking down some of these uh, lessons out of Outwitting the Devil, it's it's pretty amazing. It's broken down well. It's a nice, easy read. Are you thinking about, uh, did you try to... Grab that thing from the public domain, or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I don't think that? it is. Uh, My yeah. copy says right in it that it's cop, uh, copyrighted to the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Yeah, but there might be something if it's originally past that past that original time, like because. Well, no, I don't think it actually ever released until recently. Oh, you don't even think it was actually. Oh, even though it was written way back then, this is its first release. Yeah. Oh, I man. think I'd have to double check. Because there's but... not a proper audiobook for it out there yet. No, there's not a good one. Oh, it's hard that would to find be great to read. That would be good. I one. haven't found a good one. I just re- read it. Is there anybody we can talk to over there? At the Hill Foundation, yeah. Napoleon Hill Foundation? I don't know. I could email them, I guess, and see if anyone responds. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Good project. I'll try. Speaking of that, we've got audiobooks out there too. Secret Doctrine's out right now. I mean, I'm sure people have already heard uh, from the other show, but... The Secret Doctrine's out from what other show? Did from we already say it on this show? We said it on this show. That's what I'm saying, the other ep, sorry. All right. Yeah. Yeah, really... Secret Doctrine, Secret Societies of All Ages Countries, and the Secret Teachings is coming out soon, too, and that's a good way to help support the show, too. 
Yeah, pick up those audiobooks. Fantastic way to help out the show. Head over to Rockman if you want to sign up for that stuff. That's a good way to top, su- support the show. Or you could just go to the support page, grammerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly, make a one-time donation, sign up for the Patreon, the Stripe, whatever works. Just uh, all we ask is that you support in one way, shape, form if you can, because that's how we keep moving forward around here. Pay send the bills. me emails, send me emails, stories, Spam synchronicities, gram. feedback, sightings, grammerica.com. Are you going to do a quote or anything? No, I don't know. I, I thought we were just going to do yeah. a little quick intro yeah, to, just to, to sell the Outlawed and to get, you know, to, to put this extra ep out. So I don't have anything prepared. You got nothing. Here. No, I'm I prepared. save it up for the next show. The, there you the have real app. The next app. Your guys' favorite out. podcaster is completely unprepared for this podcast. All right. Anything else? That's it. Enjoy this chat from our Grime America Outlawed uh, feed. And if you like it, go subscribe, rate that shit, review that shit. Enjoy the chat. I don't like a lot of the sort of rhetoric and the toxic positivity in the new age movement that I sort of come from uh, because I, I don't think that's realistic and I don't think it's honest. I think it's very fake. Welcome back to Grand America Outlawed. We're going to be chatting with Owen Hunt a little bit later. A little bit of a change of pace here uh, compared to where we've been the last couple of days, but uh, a fantastic chat. This probably goes down as one of my favorite chats uh, in a long, long time, probably top 10 all time. I don't know how me, Owen and I haven't bumped into each other before, but uh, I can't wait to talk to him some more off air and sort of help round out my own. Um, I don't even know what to call it, but quest. I know, how to, quest? I know I need to talk to Owen about it. <laughs> Your spiritual and, quest, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Is that what it is? I guess maybe it is. Could be. Or my practice. His YouTube name is Bootsy Greenwood. I guess that was his uh, his childhood pet's name and his the street that he grew up on. Basically, his, his porno name is his YouTube channel. Bootsy Greenwood. Bootsy Greenwood. That's a fantastic chat about manifestation and intention and all sorts of fantastic, fun stuff like that. Yep. Transurfing reality, the quantum world, and and getting into uh, one of your favorite authors, Napoleon Hill, and outwitting the devil. And talking about basically just reality and, and uh, manifesting this and really interesting, interesting theories in his book about... Outwitting the devil. I don't want to spoil it, but pretty cool. Are you going to read it? Have you read it? No, I haven't, but I got it's, a hard on, the, copy it's on my list. It. I mean, it's on my list for sure, but I got a, I got a long list of books to read, dude. I got a hard Pretty... copy of it here if you want. Oh, yeah, me too. Just keeps getting longer, too. Yeah. Just keeps getting longer. What are you going to do? You live in a shoe. So oh, we should mention Rockfin. So we streamed the first <coughs> first half of this on Rockfin. We're going to be streaming the first half of all these outlawed shows on Rockfin because we can't do YouTube anymore. And it looks like we might be paralleling all our other shows content on Rockfin as well, just in case, because Darren did have to take some stuff off of YouTube and put it over there. So that's kind of where we're streaming and where some of our stuff is. You can go there for free and sign up. 
and then see everybody's free content over there. There's a whole ton of creators. It's kind of like the Netflix of YouTube, really, but it's it's a great bunch of uh, sort of truth seekers over there. So check that out, rockfin.com slash Gramerica. I'll take and it that, from there. That's Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N. I'll take it from there because you're crackling, R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash Gramerica. Uh, you can go out there, you can sign up, create a free account, watch all the stuff. That is, of course, the only place to catch the live Gramerica Outlaws. I know I got a couple emails from people wondering if that's where they should be finding Plus. That's not where you find Plus. The only place to find Plus is to sign up for Prospect Gramerica Outlawed Plus. Rockfin gets the free stream. Usually we do a little 10-minute thing as a tease over there to try and get some of the Plus subscribers there to come and sign up for us. Plus, com slash Gramerica. If you want to go check out all the free shows we stream there, because it's not going to be on YouTube anymore at all. Right on. But you can go there, sign up, make a free account, watch. There's a chat function just like YouTube. It's just like YouTube, but better. At least so far. And pass this on to your friends. I mean, really, that's the only way we really can market these things now, right? Is we're all we're on our on our own independently. We have, I mean, we do have Instagram and Twitter a little bit, but yeah, be sure to pass the show on. Help us spread the word. That's sort of the best way to to market this stuff. Yeah, we're on Odyssey in those places as well. But uh, I mean, we got to find an alternative to YouTube. We can't just keep going back to YouTube or trying to fit within their thing. So we're we're trying that there. And if you want to go support us in that endeavor. Like I say, go make a free account. All you need is an email address, and you can watch everything. There's tons of great other great creators on there. You can check out our swag shop if you want to buy some gear, gramerica.ca slash swag. ton of fantastic stuff. Join the chats, gramerica.ca slash chats. Join up for the socials, gramerica.ca slash social. All of that is self-hosted and decentralized and fun stuff. Anything else to get into before we That's get it, into buddy. the fantastic chat? Here, hang on. Let's. Uh, I'll oh, just do a quick little bio for him. All right, take it yeah. away. Like I said, that's Bootsy Greenwood on YouTube, and his uh, and BootsyGreenwood.com is his website. He's a producer, comedian, author, narrator, and student to the mysteries of the universe. In short, he's a voice whose work inspires people to question the nature of their reality through humor, love, and encouragement. And he's also the author of Beyond Reality: Discovering the Hidden World Around Us. And uh, yeah, his YouTube videos, uh, his channel is really good. And he's, uh, he's also getting booked as a speaker, a podcast guest, audiobook narrator, all that kind of stuff. Personal coaching, comedian, fantastic. There you go. There you have it. Enjoy the chat. Owen Hunt, welcome to Grime America Outlawed. Thanks for joining us. It's uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, this is going to be super fun. I was researching uh, your work and some of the stuff that Darren, you know, we had uh, put sort of a list of topics or stuff that uh, we might talk about tonight. And it's just, I don't know, good timing for all this stuff for me. It's, it is, it is an interesting, interesting time. Like the Chinese proverb, uh, says, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but it, it does make life, uh, you know, very, uh, <laughs> dramatic, exciting, emotional, and we're really uh, challenged to dig deep and find out what we're really made of. So that's exciting. Yep. Where do you want to start Darren? Yeah. In that sense, it's been a powerful kind of year. 
I mean, I was kind of making that. I was kind of making that observation not long ago with someone that it seems like 2020 could have been a good year if you were kind of ready for it or in the right place or making the right sort of adjustments or learning the right lessons kind of things. Maybe you could sort of elaborate on what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I actually have a lot of friends who 2020 was actually a great year for them. And I was able to turn it around. I mean, at the beginning, well, at the beginning of 2020, I was coming off the impractical jokers cruise. I was kind of like crushing it. And uh, then I got home and all the stuff happened with the, you know, whole thing. And I was kind of bummed out, you know, like that's a pretty minor way to put it for like quite a couple of months, I was able to turn it around personally, but like a lot of my friends, you know, um, like one of my friends in particular, he was going around to all these music festivals and, you know, having the time at home for him was really, really healthy and a good time to reflect, kind of come back to himself a little bit and really, you know, just take some stock and inventory. I did the same thing too. Uh, ultimately it took me a couple months to kind of go through the whole like grieving process. Yeah, yeah. You know what it I mean? was grieving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, and you, know, you got to go through all the steps. It wasn't even, yeah, there was all the steps, dude. I'm telling you, I even went through the like anger and now I'm just at the point where I got my clear mask. I got my mask mask. I got my no mask. I'm kind of comfortable doing any of them at any given time, just completely based on what, kind of conversations I feel like having that day. And most days it's, I'd rather just have the no mask conversations, but some days I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Reality is living, you know, I think that's something that we forget. It's really, we live in such a mechanized society and such a mechanized, you know, uh, sort of paradigm, everyone. And reality is alive. Like every single day, the birds are moving. The wind is blowing, you know, the sun comes up, it goes down. Like there are patterns for sure, but reality itself is, is living. It's not the static thing. Like we want to think it is. That's so like man manipulable and like malleable. It's, 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 it's very much in flux. So I think we all have a lot more power than we often give ourselves credit for. And that's something that I try to highlight, you know, cause there's plenty of fear porn out there. There's plenty of doomsday, you know, kind of uh, content out there. And that's, it's good to know what's, what's going on, what the temperature of things are, but I'm like pretty emotionally sensitive. So I can't like go down the rabbit hole too far. I did that a few years ago and I'm good, right? Like dark night of the soul, complete box checked. Let's move on. You know, <laughs> well, how do you, now, well, how do, you do it now? So how do you do it now with a non-attached appreciation? I kind of use the Buddhist thing where, you know, you, you can see the stuff you're you're checking the temperature, you're taking, you know, a little bit of an observance of what's going on and you're not sort of getting attached to it and going into that black pill. Like you're staying, staying focused with your own reality. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, I start the day a certain way. Like that's, that's it for me, right? Like I have to remember to stay at the cause. And so in the esoteric, you know, we look at the Kabbalion, for instance, the all is mind, the universe is mental, and that is the cause to the effect, right? Like I like to say that the shadows on the wall in the allegory of the cave, that's this inert, dense reality that we think is mechanized. But what's really at the cause are the, sh the, the people whose shadows are being cast on it. So like this reality is kind of like a screen. And so we're like projecting onto it 
So it's really at the effect. So, I mean, if everybody believes this terrible thing is going to happen, then it inevitably must happen, right? Like all of our minds together just add up. We're all co-creating the reality that we exist, you know? Uh, and that is, uh, it's either to our benefit or to our detriment, depending on how we choose. But for me personally, every single day, I start my day uh, with, with positivity. I focus on, I just think of a memory that uh, is positive, that it can inspire some love in my heart. It might be the cheesiest thing ever, but I don't care. It like has made such a big difference. At the beginning of the uh, pandemic, I would just like get on Twitter and watch people get shot. And I was like, oh, this is not <laughs> like, that's not the way to start the day for me, you know, like uh, to each their own. But for me, like, I just think I'll think about my grandmother, or a dog or like, you know, like whatever, like a, a pet we had or whatever. Do you, do you I can go think of random things like switch it up all the time or yeah, whatever kind of comes up. I just lay in bed. And instead of like traditionally like meditating and try to have no thought in my head, I just think of, you know, an emotion that basically cheers me up. I really think that we're like amplifiers, right? Like where attention goes, energy flows is the esoteric uh, sort of uh, line. So whatever you focus on, you're basically amplifying. So if I can generate that feeling, no matter what's going on, then I can continue to basically perpetuate it with my own attention. So that's kind of how I start my day. The older I get, man, the older it seems like you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it and it'll come. I mean, I'm at a point in my life where most of my mornings are great because I jump out of bed and I'm excited about the future. And today's the first day of the future. And, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm in a good place where I think things are trending well and I'm looking at possibilities instead of, and I mean, everything's not fucking hunky dory, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of fighting with my ex automobile company who continues to keep taking a couple payments, even after I, even after I traded in my, for my new vehicle and they sidelined me with a couple of payments all of a sudden and overdraft my account, which is, but I'm still like, you know what? I let that get me down for like, five or 10 minutes. I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, you know what? This is a minor setback in a good day, part of a great week and part of, you know, a fantastic year that's ahead. And this and this and this are coming and just fucking relax, bro. Sit down and relax because the future is grand. And it just seems to not happen, but Everything I look at in my life is trending in that direction. You know, I 100% agree with that. I agree with you. But the challenge now in 2021 is going into the public and seeing hundreds of scared, shit, shitless people. But that's you can't let that. I, I know, but that's the non-attached appreciation, yeah. right? Like that's where I have to observe it without letting that. Because I just fucking pick up on it all, all that. Now. And I, I pick up on all that and I'm just, I'm sometimes I'm just fuming. I'm like, look at everybody's fucking scared. Oh yeah. I get there too, dude, and, where I want to, where I just want to, I, I can't, I'm not going to say what I, what's going through my head, but I've had it with the politicians, but those are just, you know, momentary. I think that the growth is that it's a momentary lapse. It's yeah. not like, I mean, look around you, man. Most people are fucking miserable with their head down. Their life sucks. And they're talking about how shitty their life is all day long. Well, I used to be there and I used to be that guy. And you know what that got me? Shitty life. So I've kind of learned that lesson and I'm just now I can go through my rants and stuff, but 90% of the time I can bring it back around to like, okay, well just remember that 
this, this, and this are going on in the background, and this is going to be great, and just relax, sit back, take a breath. Yeah. I, you know, there's nuance to it, right? Like, cause you hear people and they're toxically positive. They're like, Oh, it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's like, that's bullshit. Like, don't lie to me. Let's not, let's not pretend like shit's not really wily, but like what the devil says, for instance, in that outwitting the devil book is that for every positive situation, there is the seed for a negative uh, consequence. And in every negative situation there's a seed for a positive advantage oh. and we choose ultimately so when it comes down to, to quantum physics for instance like when they test for waves they get waves when they test for particles they get particles so we like overlay that onto positive and negative and we look actively for an advantage in a situation what is the opportunity it's not that the situation itself is good it's like oh this is good well, i just got shit on by a, a giant hawk you know like no, that's not necessarily a good situation to be in. But like, if we can take a Buy second, a hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if we can take a second and just kind of evaluate it instead of reacting and just calmly take a second, enjoy that space because really that provocation and the way people are responding to it, that's really where the power's at. That's why they don't have any energy and they're basically just being pimped out by energetic informational structures or the law of hypnotic rhythm, as he calls it in uh, outwitting the devil. Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. I can't believe we haven't yet deconstructed this, this book on, on our show. Like I, you know I cannot I, believe we haven't really got into it. I keep expecting to get it in the mail. Cause when I watch really, eh? yeah. From who? Just anybody or just a listener? Or? There's a couple people. Oh, wow. I mean, when I heard, when I watched now your I'm series. Gonna get three copies. <laughs> which, which was fantastic. Your series on this. Like, I think you did, what, seven or eight videos on it or six or seven videos on it. It was fantastic. I mean, the, these laws, I mean, it makes so much sense. But I've, I don't think I've heard it really put in that way before. Nobody had. What's crazy mystery about this book is that he wrote it in 1938. It was oh, the second book right. he ever and wrote. And it wasn't published for quite a while. 2011. Oh, that's was why. Published. After his wife's death, she wouldn't let it publish until after she died. Because, oh. like, dude, like, the first, like, chapter is, like, a huge tr truth bomb, right? Where the devil's <laughs> like, I'm not, like, a horny-tailed, you know, uh, demon from creature from hell. I'm the negative half of the atom. And he calls God or the light half of the atom, right? Opposition. And it's like the Tao. It's the Tao. And it's talking about basically what is this force that, that the devil represents versus what is this force that the sort of positive half of the atom represents and both of these are happening it's like this is why the law of attraction is half the truth you know what i mean it's like oh it's the law of attraction you just sit on your couch and think about a new tesla and it just drives into your driveway it's like it's a bunch of bullshit i have like so much uh i could say about the new age movement and and mostly because they're just promoting like these half truths you know think about repulsion as well think about electricity you know you got positive and cathode and without those two things, we don't have reality. Like this doesn't exist. This physical, you know, a lot of people say like Buddha says suffering, right? Buddha, Buddha's like, oh, you will always suffer. I like the, I like the idea of conflict better. I think that's a better word because suffering sounds like suffering and conflict is, is a lot more accurate. 
you know, without these separations, these distinctions in reality, we would all just be fluid, but there's like so much going on with polarity here too, because this inert sort of physical, heavy matter filled reality is, is one part of reality, but the all is mind. So that encapsulates all of infinity, including the dream world. And then here we are like pulling from that, like immaterial into the material. And that's sort of the esoteric process in a way. So what's the next, uh, what's the next law then? Cause that's, that's fascinating in itself, but there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of different books that kind of classify natural law in different ways. The Kabbalion is, is definitely one that is, it's kind of the, the, the industry standard in a way. And so I think the next would be polarity, which is, you know, that, uh, vibration rhythm, um, <clears throat> hypnotic, uh, was it the hypnotic pattern? Is that what you were, uh, yeah. So this is a very interesting concept. So the law of hypnotic rhythm is what the oh, devil calls. Rhythm, right, right. Yeah. The law of hypnotic rhythm is what the devil calls these. Basically they're habits. Uh, but you can think of it like as externally externalized, like a little monster that just feeds on whatever it is that, you know, you give it. And then that continues to perpetuate itself. In the book, Reality Transurfing, Vadim Zeeland calls these ideas pendulums, energetic informational structures. They're also called egregores, like if you're yeah, familiar yeah, with Yeah, I was thinking, I didn't, I didn't hear that. We had Stavish on our other show. And, yeah. I, and I thought of egregore just from your description of the hypnotic rhythm. And I thought, that sounds like an egregore. I mean, that sounds like the physical uh, process of an egregore. Yeah. Same, same exact idea. You know, the kind of difference is like in the hermetic world, it's this thing that's sort of conjured up and there's like a ritual to create this. It's like a tulpa or tolku in Buddhism. Well, in the quantum world, you just, you just choose you, we just pay attention to it and thus it exists, right? Infinity exists. So everything that ever was, is, or will be already exists in the, the all in the mind. Right. So, and that kind of helps with this idea of like a manifesting or whatever, because if you can realize, oh, wait, it already exists in, in some form, right? In this dream space or in the, in the mind of God or in, in, in the all or in infinity, it's a little bit easier to access in that regard. So it's not so difficult. You got to grind and hustle so much to, to kind of like get to this thing. But the idea of these structures or these laws of hypnotic rhythm is that we're all tapping into them. And the more we tap into them, the more power they get, the more momentum. And so we see this in like Gustave Le Bon's work, the crowd, he wrote a book and he's a French guy. I think it's like 1800s, 1900s, maybe. And so he's talking about how stupid a crowd is and how like They'll do the dumbest thing. Boy, we've seen that a lot this year. Um, and, uh, and basically, but he never really says what is causing these people to react in such a way and with this group think mind. But what it is, is like the idea of the egregore or the pendulum. And so like, you think about it, like we give our identity over to this thing and we actually start to conform to it. And it becomes this like thing that we're like really connected to on an emotional level on a subconscious level. And then for instance, like um, 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 it wasn't a Mormon's idea, no offense to Mormons, but it wasn't a Mormon's idea to put on a little white shirt with a tie, short sleeve, little placard and bike around to people's homes. That's something that he's representing this energetic informational entity 
on its behalf. He's doing that. He's conformed to it. And now he's like acting on its behalf. So it's basically kind of like pimping him out. There's like a give and a take with these things. And so as we go through reality, we're sort of negotiating these laws of hypnotic rhythm. Napoleon Hill says that the reason why the uh, earth goes around the sun, I'm assuming that's true. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the earth is a giant pulsating triangle, but whatever is happening, it happens so many times over and over again that it establishes a law of hypnotic rhythm. So all of our habits, all of our thoughts, and this is really how the devil gets you, is you go on thought autopilot. So a lot of these people that we see who are miserable, they're not thinking for themselves, they're being thought. And so what he calls it is drifting. Ah, yes. Yeah. So people kind of go on drifting autopilot and they're just basically lulled to sleep. It's like a spell. It's like a, a, it is a rhythm, you know, and they're just basically like just being taken away, not actively using their own free will. That's really the power of choice. And this shit's in 19 early. This is going to be in like the first half of the 19th or 20th century, whatever the fuck century it is. I always, I don't understand that. I guess it would be the 20th century, right? Anyway, 1930s or 40s, I'm guessing, because yeah. he did most of his writing in the early 1900s, 1920s. Uh, I think, what's it called? Think and Grow Rich comes out around 38. And well, it, that's, he says yeah. it took him 25 years to write. So there's no social media. There's no cell phones. There's not even a lot of TV and commercials and, and propaganda in that sense. Nope. I mean, no, it's pretty, it's he pretty would be losing his marbles right now. I mean, what do you oh think Napoleon Hill would say today? There's a lot uh, of drifting. Everybody's I, I drifting. I can't even imagine. I can't, I can't even imagine. Because, like, there's some... He talks about how dangerous smoking is. This is 38. We didn't know. We didn't know until the 50s. He talks about how the devil claims that he owns every institution, including the church wow. in this book. So, like, Food. it's it's... That's why they wouldn't let it come out. The devil says to Napoleon Hill, he's like, if you publish this book, I will completely destroy your social life. I will absolutely, you know, just discredit your family. Like, I mean, everything. And it's really curious, right? Because it's like, how could he know all this shit? He's talking about how like toxic our septic system as a human beings are in our di- digestive tract, the food we eat in 38. This yeah. is before GMOs and any of this kind of stuff. It's, it's, Pretty well, he, probably see, he probably saw the genesis of the breakfast cereals and he's like, oh, fuck, we're doomed. <laughs> we're oh, dude, I mean, crackers and cornflakes. Here we come. I maintain to tons of people and I get some some pushback on it now and then that that Think and Grow Rich is one of the most important books ever written. And that's when like people are like, what you read first? And I got a ton of fiction, but I was like, you should read this one first. And some people take it first time and some people take a few times and some people haven't taken it yet, but, and I mean, it is a bit much for people. I think it's better if you maybe go through his laws of success because that's sort of more drawn out. I think that's more like 20 or 30 hours almost or something like that, which kind of, it's not all woo. It's just, it's just a lot of woo. There is some woo there. And I mean, I don't know, like I say, I still maintain that, that you get the life that you want. You got to go take it. You got to go take it and you'll get it. And it, it'll just take some time. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It might take five or 10 years. 
But if you don't do anything, you're going to be right the fuck where you are in five or 10 years. Nothing's going to change. You'll be drifting. You'll be drifting. So is that reality trend surfing book that I, I mean, I was searching that too. And I mean, there's all kinds of videos on it and people really, I mean, it's almost like this contemporary version of new thought or the, or the, the, let's say new thought uh, mixed in with the secret or like some sort of more, it seems like a more practical process, a contemporary version of it. Is that from outwitting the devil or is that a separate thing altogether? Yeah, that's a different book. Uh, it's a dude named Vadim Zeland. Yeah. He is uh Is it based Russian. on Outwitting the Devil? I'm sorry? Is it based on Outwitting the Devil? Like is it is it or is it a completely separate thing that sort of overlaps now? <laughs> it's so mysterious. Uh it's a completely separate thing. Uh that guy's like really a hermit and he's like super private about everything. Uh but it's supposedly a channeled book. Um Oh, okay. A, I didn't know that. It's an awesome book, though. As Fantastic. far as like a map for reality, like he does a really good job of illustrating the negative side of things, too. Cause like it is kind of like the secret, but again, like the secret's like half the truth. It's like here, here's a chintzy, like not accurate depiction of what is going on with that whole mental like manifestation. I hate that word. It's just so overused, man. It's like the Hotel California of new age I know, but what else do you what else do you use for it i mean it's uh it's accurate yeah it's tough um well let's not let's not get too far into that one yet because i got so many questions on the napoleon one but i mean <laughs> how did he how did he was he channeling something then that that was telling him it was the devil or how does he Dude, like i said it's, have you it's read so thinking grow rich yeah uh, i don't know it might have been a long time ago this fucking guy can you believe it my fucking partner <laughs> no wonder we're fucking still working anyway this guy is like meeting with people in his mind. Like he's spending time at the end of his day. Now this is after he's actually met with people. He's met with Carnegie, like the steel magnet Carnegie and uh, Edison. Oil, oil, oil guy. Oh. Edison. Uh, who else is on there? Ford. All the people who are like the richest people in the country at the time he wrote the book and they're telling him this woo shit. And that's where he kind of takes the secrets from all of them and starts doing what they're doing. I mean, I kind of, I, I think Napoleon Hill died well off. I'm not sure where exactly he fit in on that, but I mean, his stuff is fantastic. If you just, you just got to give it a chance, but he's having you pass channeling. He's like coming up with people in history that he thinks would be good advisors for him. And he's talking to him. And he's like spending time before bed instead of watching a sitcom. He's up talking, going through his life and, and just imagining conversations with, I mean, maybe he's imagining, maybe he's channeling, maybe, I mean, but at the very least he's creative solve problem solving with himself. At the very least. Well, I mean, because I try to break it down because there's a lot of people in my life that don't do the magic, don't do the woo. That's what I'm telling you. You got the Lynn McTaggart experiments that prove that even without any magic in the world, intention makes a tangible difference because it just puts you in the right state as you working in the right direction. And it's sort of the same thing with Napoleon Hill stuff. You can just bake that all the way down. It's like, okay, take all the fucking magic out of this, and this is still going to make your life better in the end. And it's just, there's not a downside here. Add in a little magic, just a little bit, and all bets are off. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like, is it magic or is it, you know, like, concocted? We need to cast a spell. 
doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Like I, I really want to take what's practical and, and, and make use of it. Otherwise, you know, whatever. It's like, you can read this book and a lot of these self-help books, they'll just tell you to do this, 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 and this. And that's cool. But like outwitting the devil, for instance, it tells you why it's like, here's why you should. And so like, that is kind of like eye-opening in a lot of ways because it's like, yeah, sure. I can walk around my house with a cape on and cast magic spells and feel cool. <laughs> uh, you know, but like at the end of the day, is, is that worth my time? And why should I do that? And, and why, and, and what is really kind of going on? Because like, I don't know if he channeled it or not, you know, but like, it's so curious, man. Like the stuff that the devil says in that book is so ahead of his time that there's really no, there's really no other way to sort of quantify where it came from, but he was having all those sort of masterminds in his own mind with like Abraham Lincoln and yeah, like Dale Carnegie and all these folks. He was super, super open to that to channeling. He would have been super open to it. I mean, I don't, I've never heard him actually say that, but just judging by all of his other practices, I would imagine totally on the table. Yeah. So, so, well, I mean, we're, we're tied to infinity and infinite infinity, man. Like there used to, didn't be a phone. There used to, didn't be a car, you know, like there's, there's solutions that exist in the realm of infinity. That you that can't even, haven't... you can't even fathom, right? Yeah. That's a good exactly. way to see. That's a good way to, that's a good way to think though. Right. Because part of that whole secret or law of attraction is, is not thinking of, I can't be rich doing this because uh, too many people are, or no, or nobody can or whatever. That's like, no, there's, there's room for everybody to, to manifest that what they want. So to get into that mindset, that would be infinity. Like, yes, there is room to, to grow in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing the seat of the equivalent advantage, even in negative situation being like, all right, well, this sucks. There's nothing wrong with admitting that the situation itself is difficult or it's a pain in your ass, but like, how can I use the situation to, to find an advantage? What can I do to sort of uh, solve this problem using creative problem solving instead of just pr being provoked by these laws of hypnotic rhythm that are just going to steal our energy, steal our energy, steal our energy, just, you know, like stimulus and response. There's a gap and not to jump to another book, but um, what is it? Man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, where he says he proves free will. And this guy was locked up in, uh, in a, in a, he was in the Holocaust. He, he got out of a internment camp and he said, you know, you, you can't control what someone else does to you, but you can control how you respond to it. So there's a gap between stimulus and response. And so that's really where freedom is freedom of choice to choose. So whatever happens to us, if we can be present, be mindful, presence is the beginning, right? Like people call it the answer. It's not the answer. It's, it's really the beginning. It's like, okay, I can be present. If I'm, if I can stay present, accept what is allow what it is to be, then I can choose. Otherwise we're just being provoked and responding or reacting really yeah. less, less than responding. So unless you opening, get the gene therapy job, then it might be a little different. Right. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no, but that's, but that is, I mean, that's, that's great shit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all about the response. And I mean, to have that space, but that space is hard to come by. I mean, you gotta, you know, get into that mindfulness and start watching those thoughts and watching those gaps. And then as soon as you start watching the gaps, they kind of increase and your thoughts slow down. I mean, that's a long, can be a long process too for it to click. 
Yeah, it takes time for sure. Yeah, but I mean, really, you don't need a ton of time. You just need you just need a couple of seconds. Well, that okay. So that's kind of getting into the, like the 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 reality transurfing thing, right? Is it's like your daily thing. Like you start in the morning and you do that thing. So you know, you're not doing a fancy mindfulness meditation or anything. You're just saying, "I'm going to start my day with a slide." I think they call it right in this in this thing or. I, I, can you explain that? And because it seems like that's what Darren's talking about in context of the book. Yeah. So in context of transurfing, I would call a slide. Um, it's it's kind of twofold. It's sort of your perspective, your view of the world. And if you looked into Robert Anton Wilson's work, you, it, it, reality tunnels is what he calls it. That everyone like reality is objective, sure, but like everyone has their subjective view and take of reality, right? Like I can't see reality objectively. I've got my own reality tunnel. And that's sort of up to me to create and craft like how I view the world. So <clears throat> a slide has a lot to do with that. I would think it as, as a filter, how you filter the world. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so thoughts are very important, but if we just work on our mind and not the emotion, you know, emotion is uh, energy in motion. So what we want to do is focus there and whatever we can recall. That's why I start with a pleasant memory for the day. If I can begin my state emotionally in a positive way, then, you know, the, the thoughts will proceed positively from there. So if we want to kind of a shortcut to working on our thoughts and being a better observer, how can we put ourselves in a, in a positive emotional state? Does that mean I need to put on like, uh, you know, uh, hold the line by Toto right off the bat and just rage in my living room. First thing, you know, maybe so that's, if that's the thing I need to do, that's the thing I need to do. Um, whatever it is that we can personally do, and it doesn't have to take long. It doesn't have to be more than a few minutes just to give ourselves that little bit of peace that little bit of a control over ourselves and just establish like being at the cause of our own day, you know, as opposed to being at the effect of someone else. That's gotta be, that's the most important part because then it kickstarts your, your subconscious in the right direction, which is kind of the key to everything in the end is because you can, you're conscious, all the shit you're doing consciously is great. The reason you're not seeing results right away is because until you trick your subconscious into believing that shit too, which is that little nagging thing in the back of the head, yeah, but, yeah, but, oh yeah, this is going to work, but, uh, uh, uh. and that's, that's where it eventually gets you to the point, that's, that's, that's what's stopping you, because that's your subconscious kind of showing itself, it's kind of showing a shadow, your subconscious, and then that's, once you get rid of that, now you're kind of breaking through, I think, to the subconscious. And once you start doing that, that's when you'll start seeing tangible results, which is why that famous thing is like, you're not going to get the, the dream job until you quit this job type <laughs> type thing. You know, that's, there's that old adage of like the, because I mean, not everyone that's the says action that, part but that's the too. action part is like when the universe sees that, Oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm maintaining that there's other ways around that. You just, there's, there's ways you can do that within your mindset, but that's definitely seems to be an actionable thing is that, you know, people quit their job yeah, and all, of a, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you talk to those people a few years later and they're telling you this amazing story of how everything just worked out in the end, this thing that was kind of going on, but they were, uh, and then all of a sudden the phone rang and you know, one thing led to another. 
yeah, the burn, burning the ships, right? Like you, no like retreat. The, the, yeah, yeah, you can't go back now. Throw your hat over the fence. And there is power to that, you know. Um, and, and there's also uh, nothing wrong with having a backup plan, you know, a contingency as well. But intention, as you as you were talking about, such a powerful force. Um, and that is something that's really, really hard to put into words or explain. But it's also something that when we can tap into and begin to understand and use, um, man, things just things just start to line up in such a really magical way, frankly, like that power of intention, um, is something that like karmic forces or balanced forces or emotional, like sort of weather systems, like you can just pierce right through with intention, you know, like there's some interesting ideas in a lot of these books. And what I do like about reality transurfing is that it really shows both sides of the coin Whereas like a lot of modern new age just shows the positive, rah-rah, toxic positivity sort of thing. What he says is nature always attains balance, which is true. We can see that always, right? Like water's always trying to make itself flat as it rolls over a rock, it fills itself back in. That's what makes a wave. So if we desire something, we also doubt, doubt it just as much. Like maybe that's because we don't think we deserve it or we, you know, our parents told us we couldn't, or we don't live that way, whatever that belief is. And those are laws of hypnotic rhythm too, that are embedded in our subconscious, but whatever that is, that desire, that doubt it's they're balanced out. So, but it's, but intention on the other hand, that's something altogether different. That's not desire. Intention is like moving toward that thing with an absolute determination that it, and, 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 and without like any, real attachment to it. You just know, like there's, it's, there's no believing it. You're just like, I'm going to go and do that thing. It's like the example I always give is like, if you're sick, you've had too much to drink at a party and you got to get to the bathroom right now, right? You're going to throw up and nobody wants, you know, vomit all over their brand new Pumas. So like, they just get out of your way as you're going to the bathroom. Like if you're moving through a crowd, you see that person just like dashing through a crowd, like nothing. People are just getting out of their way. And it's, it's not even a conscious thing. Like that's intention at work. And another way that we can sort of uh, think about intention is in dreaming. If you've ever had a lucid dream, you become conscious while you're dreaming. And now bam, you're in this fluid world too. So it's not inert. There's not as much of a delay time because in this world, it takes time for these things to sort of happen. But in the dream world, it's immediate. I'm like, I'm, I'm flying. Boom. I'm in the air. I'm flying heart and mind, like the two parts of you, the polarized, they come together and that's what creates intention. So you're able to like, you know, do whatever it is in the dream. And that, that it is a feeling, you know, you can absolutely feel it, but it's not the same thing as desire. Desire is definitely not intention. It's not wanting something. It's definitely not needing something. It's just going for it. Like you were saying, go take it. Right. But without any like excess sort of meaning or, any importance to it. You're just like, I'm just going to do this I was thing. Just like gonna you ask meet your soulmate. You're like, bam, it's on. You yeah. just know it's on. There's no, there's no question about it, but there's an important, the importance plays an important part because I think you guys were saying on your deconstruction in your video, that importance can block that as well. If you have too much importance. So how do you have that desire and intention without keeping that right level of seriousness or importance to it? Yeah. So it's kind of like the Buddhist idea of detachment, right? And so importance is a gr another way to think about that. 
It's like, oh, you've got to be detached. And detached it seems so inhumane, doesn't like, doesn't it? It's like, oh, that sounds like I'm supposed to be like kind of a sociopath. Well, that's why they say non-attached appreciation really is it's just kind of sounds yeah, sounds yeah. fluffier. There's so many different ways to describe it, right? Like whatever works for you. Um, but I I think importance, like what he says is that importance creates excess potential. And so think about like your emotional relationship to something. If you have like a lot of drummed up desire or importance about it, then that kind of gets in your way. It's kind of like, it's real easy to go check the mail, but if you like have this big deal about it, it's almost like you've created an obstacle course to, to get to the mailbox. And so we're doing that. We're, we're constantly communicating emotionally with the universe. So understanding that importance does play a role or being so attached you know, to this outcome that you expect it. Well, now you're actually actively working against your own, you know, uh, will at that point, you're creating obstacles for yourself. It's like an emotional sort of weather system. And so, you know, what we want to be able to do is just limit that. And, uh, and there's a lot of different ways to, to do that. One way is to go ahead and, uh, acknowledge defeat, before, like you don't want to do that a bunch of times, but you acknowledge defeat. Really letting go of the how is the biggest key, in my opinion. Like, like I said, with intention, you're just like, it's gonna be like this, you know? It's like, it's like, it really is like meeting that person that you know, like it's on, and that's just it. Like, there's no, there's no debating it, um, you know? And so at that point, when you have that acknowledgement, when you have that, intention, that power of intention. That's what all this magic's about. All the hermetic magic is about burning out that excess potential, that excess desire, all that kind of stuff. And you do this big ceremonial hermetic thing and like drum up all this energy and all that kind of stuff. And then you squash it and you let it go, you know? And then at that point, once you let it go, it's, it's free to kind of come, come back toward you. So without doing all the spells and you know, going around and saying all these different, you know, affirmations or what have you, you can just choose that thing and have intention for it. And then just simply go with intention. There's no excess potential. It's just, it's, it's, un, it's pretty unconditional. And then importance is, is conditional, you know, it's really focusing. And my biggest hang up is the how it's like, how is this going to happen? Like I get in my head and I'm like, well, so-and-so is going to call Steve and then Steve's going to, you know, make a decision uh, and, Exactly. And so you think of this linear chain of events, but there's so many causes in, in reality that can happen and fluctuations that the universe just knows better than you. Your mind wants to figure out the, the sort of, um, the, the puzzle, the pieces to it, but it's never going to, because it can't have access to all the pieces. It couldn't even, you know, conceptualize all the pieces. Now, do you need to decide what you're going to provide because my understanding is well you don't have to come up with the how you do need to come up with the why yeah definitely i think so my big uh sort of soapbox is purpose like that's what i really 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 focus on with people is getting down to purpose because i, I believe that if you're operating from your purpose your true purpose to be here then there's not going to be any excess potential. You're absolutely going to just operate from that place. 
Now, when we like want something and it's, you know, this big deal and we have all this attachment to it and we, you know, fantasize about it, sometimes we get caught really wanting, wanting the thing, if that makes sense. Like we have this fantasy about it and we don't actually want the thing in reality. We just like thinking about it and it makes us somehow comfortable or whatever it is, you know, so we just continue to fantasize it. And all that does is add more excess potential or more, you know, um, you know, more um, resistance to what it is that we actually want by fantasizing and thinking about it all this all the time. So limiting, you know, limiting that operating from a place of, of, of true purpose, which I think is like the kind of tether to the universe. And that's why I really focus on that personally and finding your purpose, because like, if you can anchor to that, like in the morning, for instance, I'm like, I, I, and this might sound cheesy. I don't care. Sometimes the truth is just cheesy, but I'm here to bring joy to people. Like that's my purpose in life. So it's kind of abstract and it's intentionally sort of abstract because there's a lot of roles that I can play and bring people joy. I can go to the store, connect with my cashier, make a joke. I can make a YouTube video. I can do stand up comedy. I can make a sketch. And all those things are ways for me to bring people joy. So if I'm doing that, I'm in congruence with my purpose. I'm in alignment with it. And so it's really easy to just intend for that thing that needs to happen next because I'm really connected to the source, you know, my deepest purpose, <laughs> my special purpose, but, um, <laughs> I can't help but like throw a little Steve Martin joke in there. Is that, but, um, is that just instantly reminds me of the alchemist. <laughs> That's by Paulo Suelo. Yeah. Which is one of those little, little short, little shortcut book that you could read if you just want a little teaser of how it kind of works. That book changed my life. That was the kind of the beginning of me change, you know, making my own choices. And it's literally I an afternoon. Yeah. I mean, it's a short book, but it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, to try to, to try to answer your question as best I can, as far as like limiting importance and excess potential, let go of the outcome of, especially of the how. And then if you're operating from a place of purpose, then it's, it's, it's what, and this is going to sound idealistic as hell. I don't care, you know, uh, but it, it is what like you, it is what the universe has implanted in you. And of course, that's the thing that you're supposed to go to. Like, why would, why wouldn't it be that way? Like, why would you have a desire from the universe that you weren't supposed to fulfill? It wouldn't make any sense. That would be like the dirtiest trick. Like that would, <laughs> that would be like one of the sickest pranks ever. <laughs> Frankly, you know. Like, so then, that's and, why I, I really work on that. I want to get to how you would help other people with that. But I mean, the, the intention part, like I think people drifting around all day long are following oh, their intention, dude, like, but, it's, but, it's constant, but it's constant intention. I mean, it, this is happening on a regular basis all the time, every day with everybody, but it just, I think that it, people don't really realize that that's what's happening. Yeah. they, they don't, they have no idea. They're under a spell. Like is the law of hypnotic rhythm. And especially with all the media, like you were saying, like he wrote this in 38, right? Before social media, before NPR, well, he released it in ASMR brainwashing yeah. was a thing. And like, people are just literally under the spell of fear, you know? And to go back to Bill Hicks, the comedian, he's like, we have two choices all the time, love and fear, love and fear. And most people don't even realize that they have the choice. So of course they're walking around. You have to just have compassion for these people because they have no idea that they have any choice or free will whatsoever. And I, I think I know what that's like when I was younger, 
you know, I don't think that I really started thinking for myself until like age 30, frankly, yeah. you know, it took me some time to really start challenging my own conceptions of the world. Yeah. And I don't know, man, some people just don't get the opportunity somehow or another. I'm not really sure how that works, but. Well, it's just because we've created this sort of world that we can just live in infinite pleasure seeking, whether it's pleasure seeking or I mean, dopamine release, dopamine release, or in a lot of ways, it's like perpetual. I don't know, but there's a, there's a, there's an adolescent sort of feel to it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like this weird sort of children of the corn future we're heading into, (laughs) but it's not like is children of the corn, the one where the kids are running the place. I can't remember. So it's not literally like that. But you're talking about a bunch of people that are about to be running the place. And I'm talking about like my generation included. I think my generation is sort of maybe the start of that or maybe a few generations ahead of me. I don't know. But we're, we're, we're in our, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's no point in pointing the finger there. It's just sort of a waste of time. But we're sort of at the, the precipice of people who didn't have to face enough hardship to really have to grow up or don't, don't, don't under, really stand that. And I, I don't mean grow up. I don't know. Maybe grow up's the wrong word because you know, the, the adult things a trick too, but there is still a, a level of responsibility required, I think. And, and, I, and to each their own, mm-hmm. but if you're complaining about your shitty life and this, that, and the other, but you know, you're not trying to ever think anything to try and improve it or come up with solutions or, you know, your, your life consists of, of playing video games and riding the pogey train or, or, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And, and it's just everybody else's fault all the time. And I don't know. I just, I, I look around and, and I'll just speak from the male perspective I look around and I just see a real lack of men for lack of a better word. And from what, what I saw when I was growing up, you know, like I would say when I grew up, there was men around that, you know, acted like adults and made adult decisions and women too, actually, you know, for, we'll go both. There's, and it just seems to be gone now. No, but Everything's it's not so much so that petty and individualistic, and I I don't know. It's just, um, it seems like a state of perpetual adolescence. This access to well, it's the over socialization and underinform underinforming. I mean, it's what and it's what Ted said was coming. It's also like the overdevelopment of the logical mind and of the IQ and the complete ignorance ignorance of the of the emotional of the eq so you've got a bunch of people who understand a bunch of stuff but they don't really have the emotional intelligence to quantify it or you know it's it's a mess where we got a bunch of people that look like adults and have the brains of adults and can design incredible things like adults but can't understand simple concepts like kindness or you know just you know, fill in the blank with a million things that kids do better than adults. There's a whole bunch of stuff that kids do better than adults, like not be bigots. And, you know, there's a bunch of it. There's a bunch of stuff that if kids left on their own, do better than us. And there's a bunch of stuff that we do better than them. And there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle, but that 
to me, it's because we take them as kids and we teach them IQ, 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 and we don't teach them anything about, you know, well, well, how does that make you feel and why? Because the littlest thing can just, you know, I try and really catch my daughters when the when they look like they're down to just like what's go what's going on what's try and you know not offer solutions or pawn it off but just figure out how they're feeling a window into the soul you know a window into their day a window into the what's going on because everyone's just walking around so guarded you know yeah yeah I mean well I think we're underdeveloped twofold really mentally as well as emotionally like. There's really not a lot of development that we do on our hearts or our minds. And we are pretty sabotaged via the schooling system, right? It's not the same as education. Uh, you know, if you read John Taylor Gatto's work, uh, dumbing us down, um, you know, or the seven lesson school teacher essay that he wrote when he won New York state teacher of the year, like the seven lesson school teacher is like obedience to authority, you know, provisional self-esteem class position. He's like, those are the lessons I teach. I don't teach English. It's like, I teach children that they can't hide, that they have to seek validation from me, you know, and those are the types of things that are being taught in the educational system, right? And I mean, it doesn't mean you can't be a good student and still be educated. Unfortunately, that's just kind of the road we got to hoe, but I don't think we're very developed cognitively or emotionally. And, uh, you know, when you're fed fear, constantly and then you're told what to think and not given any tools on how to think it it's pretty difficult to uh to really have the tools to create your own life and i think you know like my grandfather my grandmother's on the wall behind me like i've looked up to them so much i had a very very close relationship with both of them they had their own business and they didn't like sit around and wait for somebody to provide anything for them they didn't wait for permission they just went and did the thing you know they were actively go going to get something for them because that's what they had to do, you know, and being kind of slaves to convenience is kind of, um, kind of a, a little bit of a stumbling block for us, but also having to feel like we need permission to move or to go to the bathroom. That's how we're trained. And so all those things are laws of hypnotic rhythm. They're all jammed into our subconscious belief systems, holding us down. And now it takes a little bit of time and attention and work to start to maneuver past those, uh, those belief systems that we've ingrained in, in ourselves. And it's, it's nobody's fault. Like I said, like I, I get, I get like down on the like trauma, like bloodline healing, you know, it's like, dude, you just need to ditch those belief systems that your parents, you know, instilled in you or that you learned from, you know, that they, and that they learn from the, like there are bad belief systems that are just handed down from generation to generation to generation. And that's one of the things that Napoleon Hill talks about in that book too, pretty early on. And so like, we've got these fancy words for it, like, you know, and then we talk about our inner child or whatever, but it's like, dude, I mean, it's just, it's just checking in with your heart, like the way you feel your emotions and this, the, the universe really speaks on an emotional level because our subconscious mind that's connected to everything. And our conscious mind is only really aware of like this little sliver but your subconscious mind is literally connected to infinity. Like there's so much that really is capable. All those great inventions, they didn't come from somebody, you know, rewriting something. Vadim in that uh, reality transfer. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Yeah. He says that um, the mind is only capable of building a new house with old bricks. 
but the heart is what discovers all the new inventions. So all the things that Tesla discovered, it wasn't because necessarily he was so smart. He was very smart, but he's taking that stuff from infinity or the space of variations or the dream world or whatever. Well, and yeah. All, all the inspiration that comes to inventors while they're in the shower. I mean, their mind is shut off after all the thinking they've done. It comes probably from the gut into the mind when your mind is blank and has room for it or space for it. You know, I was, when you were talking about the drifting or not even the, the drifting, but the, the autopilot sort of thing. And I mean, I've got, I don't do a lot of TV and stuff like that, but I do audiobooks, tons of audiobooks, too many audiobooks. People probably say it's too much. And I notice it. Like if I get into a day where I, I have to run to multiple places for my job, you know, and I end up with three or four hours of driving, plus I've got a half an hour each way commute. Then maybe I come home and I'm doing some stuff. You know, I could, on a, on a long day, I could get six or seven hours of an audiobook in. And it's like, you're in a different world. I'm in a different world. And like when it shuts off, I'm in this weird spot that I miss it. I can't, you know, I could, it's like, you, you know, I'm in this weird sort of place. I got to shake myself out of, cause I don't think it's a good thing to be in there. If I spend all my time in there, I mean, I, I can notice my, when I get caught up in the audiobooks too much, it's starting to take away from from finding that balance, you know? So, I mean, my audiobooks and reading and all that stuff can be just as much of a problem as watching TV and social media because some days I just want to come home from work, sit on the couch and listen to eight hours of an audiobook and go to bed. But um, if I did that, I wouldn't be manifesting or intending anything, but, you know, maybe gaining some weight or getting a lot of books read, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to get any place. I mean, it's just as just reading books isn't going to solve the problem, I guess is where I'm getting. You need that active action on top of intention. Actions like the driving force. It's the catalyst is the action. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be everything today, you know, but what can you do today to get yourself closer to where you want to be tomorrow or two years from now or five years from now? I mean, that's where, like, I try to do something every day to to build on what we're trying to build. What can we do to get this, kick the ball further down the road? We don't have to get it all the way into the net today, but we can't leave it here. Yeah, I think we're trained to, to really look for like this, especially in our culture, to like look for that magic pill. Like, what's the one thing that I can do right now that'll fix everything? And then you find this new thing. It's like, oh, meditation. So that must be the thing that I need to do. And that'll fix everything. It's like, no, that's not it. You know, well, maybe it's yoga. It's yoga. I got to learn yoga. I got to learn hermetic magic and that'll fix everything. And I've been, you know, under that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've made that mistake, but it's like, it's a lot of little things. It's called Kaizen, you know, like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You do that little Continuous bit, you know, it's dropping a bucket, yeah. dropping a bucket, you know, over time. Yeah. And it is, it is that intention. Like it is that like taking action and to think about intention is like the desire to have and act at the same time, like simultaneously. Right. Like you're not thinking about like, you don't think I'm going to move my little finger and then move it. Right. Like you just move it. That's the difference between wanting to do something or desiring something and the actual intention and intention is encompassing 
the sort of desire, which is still the wrong word, and the action of doing it at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Tell us a joke. Oh, damn. Um, so I don't know. I've been doing a lot of this online dating. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, I'm on Tinder. I'm on Bumble. And they're both terrible. So I think I'm going to create my own app. I'm going to call it, uh, I'm going to call it tumble. And it's when you go to the edge of a cliff and you just hurl yourself down it, you know, and you just get battered and bruised and beaten and you break all your bones. And when you get to the end, you still have your dignity, but whoever you fall on top of, that's who you're with. You just stay with the rest of life. Perfect. We could even yeah. like gamify that. We could make a game show out of this. Yeah. We could like nerf it a little bit for the people who think they're ready, but they're not quite. Yeah. It's, it's for everybody who's just given up hope. You know, you're like, I'm done dating. I'm going to do the tumble app. Perfect. That's like the, the end of the road people. Yeah. That's right. We also have one for jobs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where can our listeners track you down if they want to get more Owen Hunt? They can go to bootsygreenwood.com. I am uh, on a lot of platforms thanks to my friends at Content Safe. They distribute a bunch of content for me on the alternative uh, platforms. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, most, most everything's available at bootsygreenwood.com. I've got a short book on how to find your purpose. And I share the, the, the tool that I shared here in that book and, and give a little bit of encouragement. It's like an eight-page book. It's really quick. There's a lot of audio books on there as well and then uh yeah so bootsygreenwood.com and then bootsy greenwood just google that and then um that should come up that's my stripper name uh, so that people can find me save me tons on seo so awesome thank you guys beauty thank you sir thanks for coming on the show that was a blast that was a blast it was a great time and uh i think we will shoot you an email we should circle back here in the next couple of weeks and talk more about those audiobooks cuz it seems like we have some common interests there in the meantime you can sort of check out adultbrain.ca to see what we've been sort of up to so far cool and uh yeah everyone check out Owen's stuff and we'll have to do this again one day soon you know we should get you on the regular show too yeah we I'd should love to. we should get you on the regular show to do that the yeah the intention stuff for yeah. sure so i'd love that yeah thank you guys so very much i really appreciate yeah. your time and yeah if you guys want to come on my podcast i'm happy to offer a swap anytime Excellent. either one of you or both All right. well, maybe we'll do, do that it. on the regular show yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. Okay, okay great thanks, we'll buddy. be in touch thanks Owen. all right yeah. cheers guys thank you so much yeah. bye-bye And that was our first half with Owen Hunt. Fantastic chat. Wait till you see what we get into in the second half. We get into uh, all kinds of stuff. We got recording audiobooks, and we get into a little bit of the uh, the trade portal from light to cordal. Like we, we get into a little bit of that stuff, which is something we we got to explore a little bit more on the show. Is how crypto is going to help us stay independent. And we talk about some great books for visualization and the Kabbalion, Harmony, and an audio interview with the devil based on that, that work of Darren's favorite author. Napoleon Positive Hill. and negativity and, and intentions and curiosity leading to purpose. We also get into Wim Hof stuff a little bit, diet and cultures, breath work, the five stages of grief, 
start talking about COVID a little bit and basically courage acting on your purpose. So it's pretty good, pretty good spiritual chat. Absolutely. Second half. Absolutely. If you guys, of course, you guys do want to start getting the second half of all these chats, head over to grubamerica.ca slash plus, sign up $6.39 a month, get access to everything. There's some other episodes in there, Graham reading stuff. And of course, in uh, all the second halves of these fantastic chats, you want to get in there now so you don't have as many to crawl through, crawl through on the back catalog. We got a couple of Ikes coming up right away. David Ike, Gareth Ike. We got Andy Wakefield coming up next week. All-star lineup of chats. You're going to want to get that subscription, get that second hour. You know you're going to end up getting it eventually. Might as well just get it now. GrimericaOutlawed.ca. Sign up today. We'd love you for it. Even if you don't, we still love you. But, I mean, you'd love yourself if you got those extended extended shows. Uh, all the stuff you can do for free, you can join the chats. GrimAmerica.ca slash chats. Get some gear. GrimAmerica.ca slash swag. Join the socials. GrimAmerica.ca slash social. And Spamgram. GrimAmerica.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Who you'd like to hear us get on the show. Why, uh, what you like about the show, what you hate about the show. We love you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Somehow I built a rocket ship Out of the stuff dreams are made and popsicle sticks Look at my rocket ship schematics Tell me it can fly to the moon Tell me I'm not a lunatic Ooh.